0: thank you that you are our champion that we have the authority come on saints that song you just sang said when you open your mouth miracles start happening when we open our mouth walls start crashing down so we thank you god that you are our champion we thank you that you are in this place that you are with every person tonight and we pray that we would rest in your holy spirit that we would just rest in your Holy Spirit and that we have the authority. And I pray that somebody would leave tonight knowing that they have the authority within them, that they have the authority to speak, that they have the authority for miracles to happen because the living God is inside of us and the God that we praise and the God that we worship is alive. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. We worship him. Happy midweek service, Fred Church. It's so good to be with you. Usually we stay standing for the reading of the word, but I'm going to let you guys take a seat right now. So you can go ahead and take a seat, and we will read the scripture a little bit later, but you can go ahead and get your Bibles out, get your notebooks out tonight. We're a note-taking church, and we love a good Amen. That was good. We love a good amen, and we are happy to be at church. So I hope that you're smiling and that you've had a good week so far and are enjoying the summer so far, first week of June. And I'm excited to get to speak to you tonight. My name is Allie, and I'm the campus director and children's director here at Bridge Church. And I was born in California and then lived and grew up in Lake Havasu and moved out here six years ago. So I've been living in Flagstaff for six years and working at the church full time for three years. So it's an honor to get to share the word with you tonight. And I really want to talk about something that the Lord has been teaching me and really, showing me in my own life, and that is the power of rest, the power of the Sabbath, and I am so excited to get to share that with you, because for some of us, I really feel that this will change your life, that for some of you, this may save your life, because we're operating at a pace that's not sustainable, that's not able to make it through. So tonight, the title of this message is, The Rest of Your Life. I want you to receive the rest of your life tonight. We're going to talk about rest, and I know that God is going to speak, so I just want to encourage you to open your hearts and whatever God wants to speak to you tonight, whether I say it or not, God can speak to you tonight, and he has a word for every single person here, and I'm excited to get to share it with you. So we're going to talk about rest. So turn to your neighbor and say the rest of your life the rest of your life. And a side note I wanna make real quick, just a quick announcement is, I don't know if some of you may have heard, some may not, but Seacrest over the weekend, Seacrest Elementary School was vandalized and the teachers came into the school on Tuesday morning there was broken glass and so many of their supplies and things had been destroyed. So we actually went ahead and we blessed the teachers. We got them gift cards so that they can restock their supplies for the next, just this week, probably and next week to finish out school. And then we also, we asked them if there was a need for cleaning up the school. So cleaning up broken glass and serving, volunteering, maybe a cleanup day. So we asked them if there was a need for that and we're waiting to hear back. So we, wanted to let you guys know, so if there is a need, we'll be sending an email, we'll notify everybody, but just so you have that in the back of your mind, because we as Bridge Church are called to bridge the gap from the church to the community, and that's what we did with Seacrest, and we want to be there to support the teachers, support the principal, so yeah, you can give a round of applause, because y'all did that with your generosity with your giving we were able to do that and bless them so thank you for that i wanted to make sure that we touched on that but i want to talk about rest tonight and god really was showing me the importance of rest because if we don't stop and break we will break amen if we don't take a pause and stop we will break. And some of you, this word may not be for you. Y'all are like really good at resting and you like sleep in till noon every day and you like play video games and you are resting all the time. This word may not be for you. You more need that song like work, 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 right? You need to work. So that's, that's for you. But if this is for you and you're feeling just tired, you're feeling emotionally tired, You're feeling physically tired. You're feeling spiritually tired. I pray that this would bless you and encourage you tonight that we can receive the rest from God. So I'm going to read the word tonight. You can open your Bibles. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 5.12. Deuteronomy 5.12. And you get to sit because it's all about resting. Amen. So you can sit while we read the word. And it will also be on the screen if if you don't have your Bibles. It says... Verse 12, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox or your donkey or any of your animals, nor your foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember, everyone say remember. Remember Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God has brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. That's one of the Ten Commandments, right? We To observe the Sabbath day. Then we're going to hop over our next verse for tonight, John 4. So hop over to the New Testament, John 4, 1 through 6. It says, Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Saw how I just skipped right over that that name? Yeah, we're not going to try and say that name, okay? He came to a town in Samaria near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the word that you have given. I pray that you would use me as a vessel, that you would speak to your people, God, that we would leave here changed and transformed, and that we would rest in your presence tonight, that we would rest in the Holy Spirit tonight. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to take a quick poll real quick, okay? I want to take a poll so you can raise your hand. For the first group, I want you to raise your hand if you like to work out. If you like to work out, go ahead, raise your hand. Yeah, that's awesome. Healthy church, amen. I like it. Okay, you like to work out. Raise your hand if you're in the second group you don't like to work out. You're not a fan of it. Okay, we're strong on this side. That's good, be nice and proud of it, right? If you like to work out and you were in the first group, you can just go ahead and leave, okay? You can put on your running shoes. You can just run home, okay? Do that. This little part isn't for you. It may. I mean, it may be for you. You can go ahead and stay. But this first part I want to talk about, about rest, is about discipline. About discipline. Because there is so much power in discipline. And to actually incorporate rest and to incorporate the Sabbath into our life, we have to have discipline. Now, for me, I like to work out. I'm in that first group. I like to work out. But I work out really early in the morning, and I don't really like to wake up early in the morning. I like being up in the morning, but not the, like, waking up part. Are you all with me? I don't like the getting out of bed part. Like, that's not my jam. I don't want to get out of bed. But I would like to be awake and would like to enjoy the day and be up early. But I don't like the waking up part. So I wake up early to go work out, and I do it because I don't like it. I do it because I don't want to do it, because I don't want to rob myself the gift of doing something that I don't want to do, because I don't want to rob myself the gift of having self-discipline, amen. I don't want to rob myself the gift of telling my emotions that you are not in control. I don't want to rob myself the gift of saying, no, body, you actually are in submission to my spirit, to the spirit of God that's living inside of me. I don't want to rob myself. So I do something every day that I don't really want to do because I don't want to rob myself of the gift of self-discipline because there's power in discipline because so many great leaders always say the bridge between who you are and where you want to be is discipline. That's how you get to where you want to be, is by discipline. So to get the rest of your life, we have to be disciplined. And this weekend, we had, it was Memorial Day, and we got to honor and remember everyone who sacrificed and lost their life. And we had a four-day weekend, so I was like, this is perfect, God. Like, I have so much time. I can work on my sermon, and I'll work this weekend and get it all written and do this all, and God was like, no, Allie, you're going to rest. And I was like, what? You want me to rest? Like, this is perfect. Like, you planned this, God. Like, this is going to be great. I can work and do all of this. And he said, no, I want you to rest, to make sure that you're taking the Sabbath, that you're resting. And then I was told we were going to go camping, and we were going to do nothing. And I was like, nothing? Nothing. Like, what does that mean? Do nothing. Like, that kind of freaks me out. If maybe you're like, yes, I live for that. Like, I don't want to do anything. But that freaks me out. And I was like, do nothing. Like, what does that even mean? And God was showing me the power of resting because the Sabbath was a commandment. It was one of the Ten Commandments. so we know when God gives us a commandment, there is a blessing attached to it if we obey it. And if we don't obey it, there's a consequence. So I knew that if I obeyed it, that a blessing would follow. And that's what Pastor Landon has been talking about the past weeks, that he is saying you can do more with less, and that when we give God our best and our first, then we can do more in five hours, right? Then we can do a whole week when we put God first. So when we're resting, we actually will have such a more blessing to whatever we're doing when we rest first. Because we don't want to just be busy. I don't want to just be busy. I don't want to just be productive. I don't want to just cross things off my checklist but not actually be fruitful. Because there's a difference between having fruit and just being busy. Amen. Amen. There is a difference. You will be able to see the fruit. And there's power in the Sabbath. The word Sabbath doesn't just mean to rest. Sabbath means to cease. Sabbath means to cease. It means to stop. We're supposed to be ceasing. Cease to labor. Cease to be productive. So we have to learn the rhythm of God because God created the world and he rested. So why do we think that we can just go, 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 never stop, never take a break when the God of the universe took a break and when he rested? Because if we don't break, we will break. We will break if we don't take a break. It's so important to implement the rhythm and the discipline of maintenance because you'll see in your car, right, if the oil change comes on and then check engine and all these like, the car is going to break down eventually unless you keep it up to date, unless you keep maintenance on it. And that's what God is saying tonight, that we need to keep a maintenance of resting, to incorporate it, not wait till we crash and burn, and then we have to start all over, but to be disciplined. So the scripture that we read earlier, that's from the story of the woman at the well. So Jesus was taking the disciples through Samaria, and Samaria was a place that they avoided. The disciples did not want to go there. They hated it. They hated the people. There was years of tension, years of strife, And they didn't want to go there. I can just imagine the disciples like rolling their eyes like, really, Jesus? We have to go through Samaria. And he took them to the place that they avoided, to the place they didn't want to go. Because often the avoided place is the appointed place. Because where we're avoiding, God is actually wanting to show us something. God is wanting to take us somewhere. And they went somewhere physically, but God is saying, I want to take you somewhere internally. I want to take you somewhere spiritually. And if we continue to just work and we continue to go through the motions and never really stop and rest, we never really look within. We never take a break to say, is there anything I'm avoiding Is there anything I'm not listening to? Is God trying to speak to me and I'm just avoiding it? Because the avoided place will often be the appointed place. They wanted to avoid Samaria, but God had an appointment there. He had to speak to a woman there. And he took them there because there was an appointment. And he took them there even though they wanted to avoid it. And they didn't want to go there. We have to take the Sabbath and we have to rest so that we can look within. So he makes them go to Samaria and then he makes them go get food. And he says, go to the village, go get some food. And this is the part of the Bible that I struggle with. The part that I'm like, this doesn't really make sense because he tells them to go get food. And then the Bible says that Jesus, tired from his journey, sat at the well. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat at the well. Why was he tired? Why was he tired? You know, I feel like it doesn't make sense. Like the God of the universe, the God that never tires, like how would he on earth be tired from just walking to Samaria? And it doesn't make sense, but, you know, there's that story of Jesus. He slept on the boat. He slept when all the storms were going around. And he said, peace be still because he knew it internally so he could say it externally. Amen. We can't be a peace carrier until we actually have the peace within us. Because we can't fake peace. We can't fake it, right? We can't fake rest. When you go to the workplace and y'all haven't had sleep for days and you're tired and exhausted, they're like, oh, no, Karen is here. She hasn't slept in days, right? They know it because we can't fake rest. We can't fake peace. So the only way Jesus could say it externally was he believed it internally because he was a peace carrier. So he could say it externally, but... I don't understand. How was Jesus tired? How was he tired because of this journey? And he sat at the well. And, you know, theologians are going to say, like, oh, well, Well, Ali, you don't understand. He was fully God and fully man. And you don't understand, right, that it was actually his full humanity that made him tired. I know, right? We know that it was his humanity that made him tired. But why weren't the disciples tired? Because the disciples, it didn't say we're tired, they were able to go to the village, they were able to go to the town and get food and carry it back, but Jesus was tired. You're telling me the disciples were in better shape than Jesus? And it doesn't make sense, but if you think about it, they walked the same path, they took the same journey, but they weren't carrying the same weight, Because people can take the same path as you. It can look like they're on the same journey, but people are not always carrying the same weight that you're carrying. So that's why we can't judge people and say, why are you tired? Why are you burnt out? Why are you done? Right? Because we don't know the journey that they're on. It may look like they're on the same journey, but we can't judge somebody and we can't judge ourselves because we don't know the weight That's being carried because Jesus was carrying a greater weight. He was carrying the weight of the world to save the world to go to the cross. He was carrying a different weight, and that's why he was tired. He said, my Birkenstocks are killing me, y'all. I need to take a break. He said, I need to sit at the well, and I need to take a break. He carried a different weight. There's a quote that says, if you get tired, learn to rest, not quit. And I love that. It's so good. Learn to rest, not quit. Because we're always going to get tired. And that's the thing that just, I think they need a change in that quote. Because it says, if you get tired, it should say when you get tired, right? Because everyone will get tired at some point. We've all felt that. And I know if you could be honest in this room, and I would be so honest to tell you that I have felt tired. That I've been emotionally drained, physically drained, tired to the point of wanting to give up. But when we are tired, we don't give up. We learn to rest, not quit. We learn to rest. And I think often our culture that we're in is like the children of Israel. When he gave that commandment, he said, remember when you were slaves. They were slaves. They never had a day off. They worked day in, day out. They grinded, and they were treated like equipment. They weren't treated like people. They were slaves. And God is saying, remember that, because remember how your old master used to treat you? I'm not going to treat you that same way. I'm not like that master. He's saying, I have a plan for you, and I want you to rest. I want you to receive the rest that I have for you. He's saying, you worked to the bone. You had to strive. You had to prove your worthiness. You had to prove your love. And he's saying, you don't have to do that for me. And God is saying that tonight that we don't have to strive. We don't have to work our way to, to show that we are worthy of his love. We don't have to work for it because he already paid the price. He already went to the cross. So we don't have to operate like the slaves of Egypt. We don't have to operate like those children that were slaves. We can live free. Amen. Amen. We can live Knowing that God has rest for us and that he wants us to live and operate from a place of rest. And often we think of the how with Sabbath. And for me, my parents and my grandparents, we grew up Seventh-day Adventists. So it was a huge thing. The Sabbath was huge. And I learned a lot from them of what to do and what not to do. Because with the Sabbath, you can focus so much on the how that you can get religious about it. And that's what the Pharisees did. The Pharisees got religious about it and it became a burden, not a blessing. When God intended it for a blessing, they started thinking of the rules and how it's supposed to look and what am I supposed to do? How many hours is that supposed to be? What do I even do when I'm on the Sabbath? And we start to think of the how, but the why is so much more important. The why of Sabbath, because God gave it to us, And he gave it to us for our good. And he asked us to do it. And he commanded us to do it. So the why of Sabbath is so much more important. And if you can't start with a day, start with just a couple hours. Start with just an hour or two. I can't do Sundays because we work on Sundays. We have church on Sundays. So we make time in other ways. And you know that airplane mode on your phone? It works. When you're not on an airplane. So you can do that. Try to implement it in small ways. Make it a family thing. Make everybody part of it. Because I promise you that it will be transformational. It will change your life. I've already seen it in just the past few weeks. Change my perspective. Change my life. And I pray that it will do that same for you. And I know that it will. I know that it will. So just start to implement it in those small ways. So as I close tonight, I want to read one more verse from Matthew. It says, Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus is saying this. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That's one of those verses that you just like, that could be like read over you every day, right? It's like so peaceful, and you just want to receive it. And I love that he says, come to me, all who are weary, because he knows when we're weary, we're going to run to something. We're going to go to something. For some of us, that may be a bottle, that may be an app, that may be a website, it may be a social media platform, it may be a person that we go to, that we run to when we're weary. But God is saying, come to me and I will give you rest because he knows those other things are not going to give us true rest. Those other things won't give us what our soul is longing for. But Jesus will, God will, when we go to him, when we're weary. And when you're studying it, it's it's cool to think like my yoke is easy, but what is a yoke? What is a yoke? And it's actually, it's kind of like handcuffs. It's neck cuffs that go on the ox and they go on the neck to restrict them. And you might think, what? Like, Why do you want to handcuff me, Jesus? Why do you want to restrict me? But what's awesome is that they put the yoke on the ox and they do it to attach it to a bigger ox. So it's actually attached to the one that's bigger, that's stronger, that knows where it's going, that's leading the way. So when God is saying my yoke is easy, he's saying put the yoke on you so that you can be attached to me, so that I can guide you, so that I can lead you. And he's saying, my yoke is easy. And he wants us to come under him because he's the only person that will take us captive so he can set us free so that he can restrict us so that we follow his path. Because if we were all the way on our own, a little ox, we would go do whatever we want. We would follow our own path, do our own thing. But when we're attached to the big ox, that's where we get our strength from. That's where we're in the same direction as him, where we're following his Holy Spirit and following the word. So tonight, as we close, I want you to stand with me. Stand with me, and we want to pray, and I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes and open your hands like you're receiving a gift because I want you to receive the rest of the Holy Spirit tonight. God, I thank you that you are the only one that will take us captive so that you can set us free. And I pray that tonight we would receive the rest of the Holy Spirit. Start to speak that over yourself right now. Say, I receive the rest of the Holy Spirit. I receive the rest from you, God. I receive your joy, God. I receive your peace, God. I pray that right now rest is falling into the hands of someone who has been burnt out, someone who has been tired, somebody who who has just gone through the motions, God, that they're done with the day-to-day, but they need your rest, God. That right now you are dropping that in somebody's hands, Lord. Because you are good, God, you wanna set us free. And we, right now, we resist the rest, God. We stop resisting the rest, God. We accept your rest, Lord. We accept your rest into our life. We accept your joy, God. And I pray a blessing over every family, God, over every household that is here today, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in this church, God. I thank you that tonight people would leave and they would implement the Sabbath, God, that they would implement rest into their life, Lord, that we would be challenged and that we would be encouraged not to be perfect, not to be perfect and to always rest and make it look right, but to trust you, God. To trust you. We thank you for your rest, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You know, rest is directly related to trust. So if you have a resting problem or a hard time resting, it may be related to trust because God is saying, when you rest, you're trusting me. You're trusting that I will work all things for your good, that I will work everything for your good and for His kingdom. So, tonight, I just pray that you receive the word, that you know that God wants you to rest. Not for everything to be perfect or all your ducks to be in a row, right? Because we know that's never going to happen. But that God has so much in store for you that He wants you to receive His rest. So, I pray that, yeah, that you guys leave tonight so blessed. And thank you for being here. Let's give it up for the word. Thank you for coming, for being here, midweek service, keeping it strong, and we're going to just have an amazing week, and I pray that you all have a week, and that you just saturate on this, and that you continue to rest in his presence this whole week, and then we'll see you guys on Sunday with Pastor Joel Scribner, and we'll have an amazing week, so let's speak our bridge declaration, believe it over yourself, and then we'll be dismissed Say, I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best. Because I am a bridge builder. Amen. We love you, Bridge fam. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.